want to go ahead and turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter number 6. And I need you to go ahead and stand, if you will. And we're going to read a couple of verses in uh, honor of God's word. Ephesians chapter number 6. And we're going to start reading in verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. When you arrive there, you can say amen. Amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Uh, Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this time. Father, will you help us right now? Will you calm our hearts, Lord? Will you help us to focus in this moment? Father, I know you have something to say to each and every person that is here today. So, Lord God, I pray that you will just reveal yourself. And expose the enemy for what he really is. He is a liar. He is the father of lies. And we're speaking of none other than Satan. But we thank you that you're greater. You're more powerful. And we submit ourselves to your word right now. Speak, Holy Spirit, like only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated in God's presence. We're now in the final installment of our series entitled Kingdom Attraction. Uh, we have been focusing this series on the kingdom of God. We started a few weeks ago. In week one, we talked about understanding kingdom life. We sought to understand how a kingdom works, the fact that every kingdom has laws, it has ethics and values. We talked about the fact that we as Christians are not, uh, we're not of this world. We're in the world, but we are really passing through. And our job as Christians is to promote and to live out uh, our Christian faith. We are to elevate the kingdom of God. Week two, we talked about the importance of kingdom surrender. Everybody say surrender. We talked about what it means to be a living sacrifice. One cannot really benefit from the kingdom of God until one really embraces what God's word has to say about his kingdom. We really discussed the importance of losing your life in order to find it. That in order to find God and in order to benefit from the kingdom as God wants us to do, we have to fully surrender. Surrender is sometimes considered a dirty word. But how do you know in the kingdom of God, it's a magnificent word. It's good for you. Amen. And last week, we talked about kingdom culture. 
So what we did was, using the Beatitudes, we explored the culture of God's kingdom. We talked about the fact that the Beatitudes were really kind of a summary of the culture of God's kingdom. For an example, we talked about how the Bible says that we're to love our enemies. We talked about the fact that that is a kingdom principle. And any time that we don't walk in those kingdom principles, then, then we remove ourselves from the, from, from the covering that God has for us. So we talked about the fact that God's kingdom and the culture of the kingdom is different. We're not to try to be like the world, but we're to uh, transform the world by the renewing of our mind. In other words, we're to think different. And so we really um, highlighted that fact last week. And we talked about in that particular message that how we were going to attract people to the kingdom of God. The way that we attract people to the kingdom is by living kingdom principles. That is how we attract people into the kingdom of God. That is how we can be very, very effective. And so today we want to talk about kingdom warfare and authority. And this will be the last installment of our series. Now, in case you didn't realize it, there is a major battle in the unseen world. And most of the battle is not in what you see with your eye. Walter talked about that as he was talking about the offering this morning. In fact, sometimes I believe it's very difficult to convince Christians that they are in a war. There are things that are happening even at this very moment. Let me know that every time the Bible talks about, and we just read it here, how the Satan is always that he got some schemes and he has wiles. In other words, Satan is always working overtime to try to figure out a way to undermine the purposes of God. Now, you must understand that if you're a part of God's kingdom today and you are a saved, you're born again, you are under attack by the enemy. The enemy is looking at you. So while you're plotting to try to make progress, on the other end, Satan is trying to do everything he can to discourage you, He's trying to do everything he can to make you think that God don't hear you, that God don't exist. But how do you know the devil is a liar? God is still in control. But even though, now y'all got to help me preach. Y'all can say me. I know it's hot, but y'all got to help me this morning. Y'all got, don't leave a brother in this heat. You got to help me this morning. And so, and so we understand that, 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 that there's a war that is going on. And this war is like no other war because it is fought in a place that we cannot see. We can't see it with the naked eye. It is something, it is, it is something that, that many of us have a difficult time wrapping our, hands, our arms around. And the fact is that until we understand how to, fight in the, in, in how to fight these challenges that we have, seeing them from the place of the spirit realm, we're always going to be defeated in some ways. How many know that Jesus has already secured the victory for us? If you read your Bible, the Bible says the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God and his Christ, and he shall reign forever. But from a practical standpoint, you still have to live your life every single day. Now, understand, God wants you to have victory every day of your life. He does not want you living life defeated. How many know that we talk about kingdom warfare? How many know that, that the Bible says that we are kings and priests? We're talking today about kingdom authority. See, a lot of people, see, we have authority in the kingdom, and a lot of people don't understand the power of that authority. And so what we try to do is we try to fight things that we deal with every day from a, a fleshly standpoint. We try to fight it with our own mind, with our own way of thinking. And how many know it never works? The only way that we're going to be able to fight the things in the spirit is that we got to come under kingdom authority. Everybody say kingdom authority. 
So we must understand this kingdom authority is, is so important because kingdom authority grants us power over the enemy. I want you to think about this for a moment because this is so important as we, as we talk about this because um, we said a moment ago that we've already won. That you have already read the Bible, you've won. But from a practical standpoint, some of you may be sitting here today and you don't really feel like you're winning. You're sitting here today and you're thinking, man, I, I don't feel like I'm winning. And that's what I want to deal with today, because what we must understand is that, that if you understand your Bible correctly, and if, you, and if you're under kingdom authority, then we understand that you are winning. Even when it looks like you're losing, you're winning. Some of y'all didn't get that. Even when it looks like you're losing, you are winning. Jesus said that I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. How many know he's always with us? How many know there's nothing that comes? God's death unless he put his stamp on it. How many know that God knows everything? He knows the beginning and the end and all at the same time. How many know he's in control? So watch this, church. So when you and I begin to walk under kingdom authority, how many know that the enemy can't touch us? See, watch this now. See, when we walk, when we walk under kingdom authority, in other words, if we walk under God's rule, Satan can attack, he can get mad, he can get angry, but he can't stop us, he can't touch us. Now, what happens is when we come from under kingdom authority, then we leave ourselves exposed, watch this, and the enemy begins to run rush out over us. And so kingdom authority, watch this. Kingdom authority is my protection. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so if we can understand this principle, this is why I tell people all the time, whatever you do, honor the word of God. Hear the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Take these principles. Obey them. Why? Because they are your protection. You violate these principles. You walk from under kingdom authority and you leave yourself exposed. I've never been a man that fought in a war as far as being in the military, but I understand the importance of, of fighting in unity. That there's that, that, structure, and if one tries to go off on his own and he wants to go off on the pride lands, he might just have a problem. How many know that God has protected us? And the kingdom life is our protection. This is why I tell people all the time, whatever you do, make sure if there's trouble in your life, if there's situations that you can't seem to understand in your life, stop, drop, and ask yourself the question, is, am I under kingdom authority? Am, am I doing the things that God, has, God wants me to do? Am I operating in my authority? Because how many know when you have kingdom authority, you have boldness? When you're walking in kingdom authority, you have boldness in your life. You're not afraid of anything because you know God is with you. And so the enemy wants to do everything he can to get you off, get your attention off of God. How many of you like to watch NFL football? Oh, yeah, I like. How many of you love the Dallas Cowboys? Everybody in the church, everybody say amen. Say amen. <laughs> see, see, that's part of y'all problem now. The hole is in Texas Stadium because God, uh, never mind. So, anyway. so, so, so everybody knows that any NFL team that takes the field, how many know that they spend a lot of time in the film room? Now, we see, what we see there is on Sunday, we see the finished product. 
We sit there in front of the TV. We go, yes, yes, and we get pumped. Our team get a touchdown. We got, yes, boom. And if you're around me and I'm watching the Cowboy stuff, man, I start tearing up stuff, putting holes in pillows. I mean, you know, I, 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 don't, I'm, I don't apologize. I mean, I get excited. But do you not know that they spent hours? I didn't know. We don't see all the hours that they put in, all the training camp, the time that they missed away from family, all the road trip, all the film study. How many know? And you're going through all of that just so that you can get on the field and you can do what you need to do. How many know? How many know that God's people need to get in the film room? How many know that the church, in a way, is like study? The Bible says, "Study to show yourself approved." Working that, that needeth not be ashamed and rightly dividing the word of truth. So God's people need to get in the film room, film room. In other words, we ought to understand how Satan works. In fact, Paul said it in one place in the Bible. He says that we are not ignorant of Satan devices. How many know that God, when you walk in kingdom authority, you can see better? Oh, y'all didn't get that either. See, when you and I walk in kingdom authority, I can see in the realm of the spirit now. Think about the times when you really blow it. When you're not really praying and listening to God the way you should, how many know things are a little bit foggy? And what we have to tell ourselves is, man, I need to get with God. I need to spend some time with God. Anybody ever been there with things just moving so fast? And you're like, man, I, I got to go to the mountains. I need to get to a place so I can hear God. So the more that we are under kingdom authority and we understand this rule and the power of that authority, then understand now we can see. I can see what the enemy. How many know that every, Jesus, when Jesus was our example, am I right about it? How many know that everything Satan was doing, Jesus saw it? Now you would say, well, just because he's, he's God in flesh. How many know that Jesus lived down on the inside of you? Last time I, I checked, if you got the Holy Ghost, if you saved, he says, look, he's living down on the inside of you. That same Jesus that rose from the dead, that same resurrection power lives on the inside of you and me. Which means that we ought to be able to see some things. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. How are you seeing today? Do you, are you seeing right? Some people, they don't see right. And when you don't see right, you don't act right. When you don't see right, you make decisions that are not really based in truth because oftentimes, more than we want to care to admit, we sometimes, we get caught up in the flesh and we don't walk in kingdom authority and then we get beat up and then we sit back and say, oh God, how did I end up here? Has anybody ever been there? I got one person in fact says, yes, I've been there. I got somebody helping with me. But how many know that Satan has game film on you. Oh, yes. Satan knows, listen to me, church. He knows how to push your buttons. Some of you are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Satan knows everything about you. He knows exactly what he needs to do to break you. He's, he's, he's been in the film room, and the Bible says that Satan goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. He knows what turns you on. He knows your proclivity towards certain sins. He knows what your weaknesses are. Satan knows how, how else is he able to tempt you. Now, understand something. Satan can tempt me. He can try to attack me. But again, if I'm under kingdom, kingdom authority, he can't do nothing to me. He can know it, but he can't touch this. MC Hammer. He can't touch this. Because 
Watch this. I'm under kingdom authority. So listen, listen to me, church. So we don't need to fear the devil. Is anybody listening to me this morning? We don't see when a person walk in kingdom authority, you have no fear. I've seen people sometimes when somebody got a demon and trying to pray over them and cast them out. I've seen people run, oh, run. Get out. I mean, I saw one, one church I was at one time and they was praying with somebody who was, you know, demonically possessed, or whatever, man, and people just start hitting the doors. I said, those people don't have no idea who they are in Christ. They have not been walking in kingdom authority because when you walk in kingdom authority, you have power. Everybody say power. power. That's what I'm talking about. Now you're helping me. So the enemy is crafty. He's a crafty devil. But how many know that Jesus said that the children of this world ought to be wiser than the children? Well, the children of light ought to be wiser than the children of this world. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, let's 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 dig a little bit and read a couple of verses here. Amen. Uh, in Revelation chapter 12, how many know that Satan? I'm a, now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this. I'm going to try to lay this as quickly as I can. But I want you to understand what is happening around you. My, my prayer is today that after you hear what you hear, that your eyes will be open, that you will be enlightened to what is happening around you, that you can begin to bring some kind of context to what's happening in your life. Because how many know that when things are going on in your life, God is saying something? How many know that God is always speaking? The question is, are we always listening? Yeah. Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. Now, we used to have, we would normally have these on the screen, but y'all going to have to read your Bible. This is why I tell y'all, bring your real Bible to church every Sunday, because y'all can't cheat today. You can't look at it on the screen. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 12. Some of you right now are like, where's Revelation at? It's at the end of the book. It's the last book. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. And war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. Now, understand where this battle took place at. This battle took place, Satan. It all took place way before you and I got here. I want you to understand what's happening here. So in war broke out in heaven, Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. The dragon is called Satan. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was place found for them in heaven. In other words, so here we have a situation in heaven where there is a warfare breakout in heaven. Revelation 12, 4 indicates that, 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 that Satan who was the, uh, uh, the originator. He was the one who started all this. The Bible says that he fell because of his pride, and he took a third of the angels with him. How many know that the spirit of, the spirit of rebellion, now, now this is just a side note, the spirit of rebellion never likes to go alone. That's a pattern. The spirit, the spirit of rebellion always want to drag other people with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How many know it, it's demonic? It comes from Satan. This is nothing new. This is what Satan, Satan been pulling these tricks for years. He's just working through people now. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Isaiah chapter 12, verse 14. I'm going to say these verses real fast because I want to go fast because I know y'all are hot. Are y'all, y'all okay with this? Y'all, y'all still enjoying this so far? Yeah. Amen. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. How, now listen to this. How, are, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the further side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high God. This is what Satan was doing in heaven. This is why he got booted out. Satan's greatest ambition 
was and still is today is to dethrone Almighty God. That's what he's all about. In fact, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 10, verse 18. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, how did Jesus see that? Because how many know Jesus is deity? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. How do you know that Jesus, Jesus, he, he, he is eternal? So he sees Satan gets booted. He gets kicked out of heaven. And then now, now, now it doesn't stop there. So now that he, 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 this war break out in heaven. So now we, we see that he dragged a, a, a third of the angels with him. So now we see he gets booted out. And where do you think he ends up at? Revelation 12, 12. Revelation 12, 12 says this. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you. Having great wrath. If I can say it in today's term, he is pissed off. Why is he upset? Because he knows that he has a short time. <laughs> because he knows he's really already lost. But he's going to do whatever he can to try to frustrate the purposes of God, which means you're in the crosshairs. Because you have elected to follow Christ, and you, and you are a subject of his kingdom, so Satan is mad at you now. Some of you right now, you're going through some spiritual warfare and you're not even being able to see it, that it is something really that is originated from the pits of hell. Satan is coming after you. What is he doing? He wants your family. He wants your marriage. He wants your children. He wants you to quit and give up. He was hoping that God, the, the minute y'all walked in the door and you realized that there was no air conditioning, Satan was banking that, that y'all were going to turn around. But, but how many know there's faith in the place? Amen. And it's something about the people of God. How many know this word is going to help you today? Amen. See, the devil can't win. Look at, look, listen, look at the neighbor and say, the devil can't win. Look at the neighbor and say, you already got the victory. And look at the neighbor and say, walk in it. You see? So Satan now has come down on the earth. He's angry. He's mad. He knows he had but a short time. He understands this. Ephesians chapter 6, that's why it says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, church, hear this. Hear this. But principalities against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, Satan has amassed an army of rebellious angels to attack and to frustrate the people and the purposes of God. You're looking at the situation. You're mad. You're looking at it from a fleshly standpoint. So you're trying to battle this thing in the flesh. You think that somehow that you're going to punch this thing and make it work the way you want. You're thinking that you're going to be able to pull out your money and you're going to be able to fix it. You're thinking that somehow that you're going to have to be able to, that the doctor, your doctor, he will make it all better. What you got to understand is this is spiritual. And the, listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but spiritual. So if you try to use, watch this, church, if you try to use, uh, 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 if you try to use the, 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 the weapons of this world to try to deal with the things in the realm of the spirit, and here's what the enemy knows, he knows you can't win. 
Some of you have been swinging, you've been missing every time. Muhammad Ali, y'all remember Muhammad Ali? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Can't touch him, man. You can't see, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. But some of us, the devil just been bam. I mean, we're just standing there and we're thinking, where is that coming from? It's not funny. And he's standing right in front of us. But we don't see it. We're thinking, man, I'm going to try this. This thing is a flip. So we get mad. That's why the Bible says the wrath of man don't accomplish the righteousness of God. Every time you get mad and want to take matters into your own hands, you lost. You have lost. You are now from under kingdom authority. And now you, the devil got you on his playground. And let me tell you, he is the biggest bully you'll ever meet. He does not play fair. He is dirty. How many know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood? How many know, for example, the rejection of God's word in our society today? How many know that the root of that is demonic? The twisting of marriage as God defined it. As God defined it. How many know the root of that is demonic? And a lot of people are upset. They don't understand that it's, listen to me, it's spiritual. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? See, this is an all-out assault on the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be vigilant, be sober, because your adversary, he's an adversary, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he was, whom he may devour. So we see now, so we're at this point now where uh, Satan gets booted out of heaven. Satan is upset. He's fighting. And how many know that in the Garden of Eden, that man was given authority and dominion? How many, know, how many of you know that? Uh, for example, in Genesis 1.26, listen to this. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. And let them, watch this, and let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. How many know God wanted man, God made man in his image like him. You were created to rule and reign. That's why the Bible says you're kings and priests when you come back to Christ. We were made to rule and reign with Christ. But how do you know Adam lost that authority? Adam lost it. He gave it away. In fact, look at Genesis chapter 3. Go to, go to Genesis chapter 3 real quick. Run there real quick. Genesis chapter 3. I don't hear pages, so I'm trusting that you're turning your PDAs. Amen. Amen. We just like to stay with the word, church. Amen. So Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. I'm going to read this real fast. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? And that's what the enemy does. Has God really said that? I, I, know, I know that's what, you know, he, he said 10 years ago. But, but did, did, did that really count for today? Um, has God really said that? I mean, I know, I know some years ago this is the way that God said it. But, but now things are changing. You know, and people change. Did God really say that? Perhaps I really didn't hear that. Sounds familiar? Same old devil. And verse 2, and the woman he said to the and the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of a garden, but the fruit of a tree which is in the midst of a garden, God has said. Now, how many know when you know God has said it, how many know God don't change? People change, but God do not change. I'm here to tell you. He said, I change not. Oh, the times change. The culture change. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen? 
Verse number four, look, now, now look what the Satan says. Verse four, then the serpent said to the woman, the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God said if you touch it, you'll die. God told her that. She knew that. So he said, no, 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 no. He says, no, he said to the woman, uh, to the woman, you will, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. In other words, you're missing something, girl. Girl, you need to try this, girl. Boyfriend, you need to, you need to try this. I, I, you know, I, I know it's old-fashioned. They used to say that you should wait until you're getting married before you have sex. Old-fashioned stuff. Today, you need to try. Honey, it's good. How many know the devil is a lie? There are many women sitting here today, and men for that matter, that have been bruised and still licking their wounds from sins of their past when they were young kids because everybody else did it. They thought I should do it. And they can't even function in a normal relationship with the person they're with now because they're trying to put off the baggage of the past. How many know the devil, the devil is a lie? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot believe not one thing that he says. Are you hearing me? Verse 5, for, for God knows that in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so the woman saw the tree, the woman, she saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and took the tree desire, and, and made a tree, I'm sorry, uh, to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of his fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Oh, God. I could, I'm tempted, but I got I to keep going. Then, then the eyes of both of them were open. When they knew that they were naked, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Now, where's what I want you to understand? It seems like it's a little innocent and a little, let me, let me tell you something. Uh, it seems like it's innocent, right? It seems like it's, ah, it's just a little sin. You ever think about that? Nah, just a little sin. Nah, not a big deal. I mean, I ain't really hurting nobody. I mean, no, that little sin they did just to eat of that fruit, that disobedience to God, plunged the whole world into sin. And the devil been whispering to you, it's just a little thing. It's okay to get drunk every now and then. It's okay to have a little sex outside of marriage every now and then. It's okay to just beat somebody up and swing and just let yourself just go. And now you're sitting in prison, you're sitting in jail because the person you hit, you didn't mean to kill them, but now they're dead. You follow what I'm saying? Nobody here has done that, I'm just saying. I hope, I hope, I hope I didn't speak prophetically there. And so Adam was given kingdom authority, and he was given dominion. And at that moment when he disobeyed, guess what happened? He lost it. He lost it. But how many know? that God got it back, that God devised a plan. Satan tricked Eve out of their authority and dominion. That's why Satan is called today the God of this world. In fact, when, 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 when Satan was tempting Jesus, you remember Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Did you not know? What, you, you remember, listen, here's what Satan said. Satan said, all this authority, he told Jesus, Jesus, if you bow down and you worship me, Jesus, I will give you all of this. Well, how in the world could Satan make such a statement? Well, look, look at Luke chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Luke 4, 6 through 7. You don't have time to, to, to look, at, look at it or whatever. You can't get there. Just write it down and look at them later. In Luke chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, watch this, and their glory. This is Satan talking to Jesus. Listen to this. All this authority. He told Jesus, all this authority, I will give it to you. 
See, when you know that you already have everything, you don't have to listen to the, to the lie of the enemy. Jesus already had it all. See, some of you already, you worried about getting a nice big car, a nice house. You already have it all. You already, don't you not, do you not know that the meek shall inherit the earth? <laughs> Come on, church. So in Luke 4, verse 6 and 7, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory. Watch this. For this has been delivered to me. What? No, who gave it to him? God didn't give it to him. He gave it to Adam and Eve. They gave it to him. He said, I'm going to give you all of this because it was handed over to me. And so men today serve the, well, I don't, I, I don't serve the devil. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are serving the interests of the devil. You are under the kingdom of darkness and you need to come under kingdom authority. Understand that today. It's so important that we get that. The Bible says that the, in Romans chapter 6, verse 16, it says this. Do not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey. This is why Jesus had to reject them. He said, whoever you present yourself slave to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether sin leading unto death or obedience leading to righteousness. Oh, but how many know that the story didn't end there? We're about done. Now give me another five minutes, another seven minutes. Okay. Can we, can we, can we take it? Can we take another five minutes? Amen. How many know the story did not end there? I know Jesus regained authority for us. Now, this is the beauty of what God did. God could have left us. He didn't leave us there, but he sent his son. He devised a plan. He knew what Satan was up to, and he says, but he had to legally do it. He had to righteously do it. So he sent his son in the flesh, like you and I, so that he can come down and get the victory for us. Like the Bible says, for an example, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 and 23, for as in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. Look at Neb said, I'm alive. But each one in his order, Christ the first fruits, after those who are Christ at his coming. Then Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And so much then, as the children have, have partaken of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, talking about Jesus, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. How do you know that Jesus was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil? And the church said, amen. Jesus said this to show that he got it back. How do you know when Jesus died on the cross, when he bled, and he, how do you know that he snatched the keys back from, from Satan? At that moment, now he restored us. Everybody who is in Christ, now we are back under kingdom authority. Now we have been redeemed. Now Jesus says this. He says, for an example, he says, um, uh, where's my verse? He says, watch this, uh, Matthew uh, 28, 18, he says this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. How many know that Jesus won today? He says, all authority, all authority. Revelation 5, verses 9 and 10, and they sang a new song. How many know that when you get saved, you ought to be singing a new song? Come on, somebody. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by, the blood, by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. Isaiah 9, 7, uh, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. Now, so Jesus brought us back. So now 
You have a new way of living. You're under kingdom life. You're under kingdom authority now. Now, how many know now that you do have authority? Now that you're under authority, you have authority. See, if you're not under authority, you have no authority. You follow what I'm saying? If you're not, you follow what I'm saying? If you're not under authority, you have no authority. But see, now we have kingdom authority. In other words, 1 John 4, 4 says this. Now we're closing. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. Matthew 16, 19. Jesus said this. Watch this. He said this. And this is a word for you. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Talking about kingdom authority. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, you got to understand that when we speak in concert with heaven, we have all of heaven's power at our disposal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So how many know that we can speak those things that are not as though they are? See, we don't have to settle for, listen, we don't have to settle for defeat. We don't, why, why would we want to sit back and say, oh, I guess my kids are not going to be this. Oh, I guess I'm not going to be. That devil is a liar. He says, whatever you bind on earth, will be, will bound to heaven, will be loose on earth. In other words, you have authority. You ought to be walking around. You listen, when things get rough, you ought to begin to declare the word of God of your situation. Go to the dead places in your life because you now have the authority of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And speak life. Speak life. He said, he said it right here. He said, he said Jesus, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. This is you. He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I believe that some of us right now, we're not blessed because we settle. We settle. When things can be better, we got all of heaven backing us. We're sitting back taking this whipping. We're sitting back having no victory in our lives. We, oh, I ain't doing it. That devil is a lie. You need to walk in your, you need to walk in your situation. You need to declare life. You need, you need to speak some things over yourself. You need to prophesy. Everybody say prophesy. prophesy. You need to prophesy over these situations in your life. Jesus said, for example, ask and it shall be given. You seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. How can that happen? You got victory. You got authority. You got kingdom authority. How many know with kingdom authority we can overcome the power of lust, the power of addiction? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, once an alcoholic, I'm always an alcoholic. The devil is a liar. Oh, I, I'm addicted and I just can't help it. Wait a minute, you are, listen, you are kingdom kid. You have authority. Bind that thing. Sometimes you just got to get some anointing oil and sprinkle it all over yourself. Don't wait for the pastor to anoint you. Get some oil and woof, and pray over it in the name of Jesus. Well, I'm going to wait till I get to church. On. Don't wait till you get it. Stand right where you are. Your kids acting silly. Get, silly. get some oil and slap it on them. She, Bree, I can, she knows me. It's nothing like that. Smack them and begin to pray over them and say, the devil is a liar. I got authority over you. I curse you at the roots. No way. You will not win. Look at the neighbor and say, kingdom authority. And lastly, Jesus said this. Behold, in Luke 10, 19, he said, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will be able to hurt you. How many know that's kingdom authority? Stop settling. Stop sitting back. Stop talking about you, how defeated you are, and to begin to speak life. 
you begin to walk with faith. You walk in the kingdom. If you got God, listen to me, if God be for you, who can be against you? When you got God with you, you need to walk like you got God. I mean, you know, you know, you ever been on a playground where you know you couldn't fight, but you had somebody with you that could fight? And then you know how you act? Yeah, you're like, yeah, now, buddy. Talk now. Yeah, buddy, see you now. What you going to do? How many know you got your big brother Jesus right with you? Come on, we need to declare and let them know. No, but you ain't what you ain't you can't, you can't, you cannot win here. You can't beat me. I got Jesus with me. He's on my side. So I'm a winner. You are a winner. Look at your name. Point to yourself. I'm a winner. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.